Tech Talk. Hi, I'm Johnny Kaplan. And I'm Jesse Katz. And you're listening to the Tech Talk podcast series. So Jess, we're going to talk about what's going on in today's episode. So we're going to see XR Health and Jesse and I are going to play with their VR technology and see how you can actually connect with the physician. And, you know, if you're doing physical therapy, it means, especially again, in the days of uh, post-corona, um, it's nice to know that there's a way of doing it remotely, a way of he, he's able to check your range of motion. He's able to test uh, your physical therapy development from you playing some games. Um, and then he'll get a report sent to him, which he can analyze and then perhaps give you some more activities or, 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 or help you further. Um, and the last guest is called Hello Rented who uh, is an amazing solution. And Jess, I know you love them as well, because uh, now it's so hard to get a rental guarantee in New York and other states across the US. They're so high and, you know, you have to have such a high salary that they're offering you a smart way to join their membership services and they'll actually pay that rental guarantee for you. So you can get your dream apartment, your dream home uh, with the help of this amazing startup. I think that's actually really helpful. I can only imagine so many people that are like out of college who maybe have like no credit and they need to rent. And, you know, it's just it's it's a good thing they have going. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think they're helping uh, lots of different people around the world. I think all three of these entrepreneurs and businesses are very impactful to the startup market and to individuals uh, around the world. Even if you're not you know, in, into technology, you're not into startups. One of them is really helping you with your health remotely and connecting with your doctor. Uh, and the other one is making sure you get to a house and you're able to pay for it uh, and get in there. So let's dive right in and let's go see John Medved. Um, right. Such an interesting guy. So I'm here with John Medved, the CEO and founder of R Crowd, one of the largest crowdfunding platforms in the world. Hi, John. It's great to be here. It's lovely to be here as well. What a wonderful event, John. It's amazing. There are 10,000 people oh, wow. here. And wow. it's a little bit of... Jerusalem, obviously a lot of Jerusalem, a little bit of Silicon Valley in terms of the innovation buzz, and actually some Las Vegas thrown in. Not the gambling side, but the, <laughs> the show side. Right. And what's interesting is the international flavor. About 40% of the people who are here came from abroad. So unlike other Israeli conferences, which really for Israelis, this drew people from 90 different countries. Wow. It's a phenomenal event. It's something that we've experienced over the last four years of coming to the event. It's just to see the caliber of the people that are here and the caliber of the businesses and the seriousness of the investors, that they arrive here ready. They're writing you know, significant checks. We announced that we've now aggregated about $650 million of investor money. So far, we're going to go over a billion dollars this year. So this is crowdfunding done right, crowdfunding done seriously for serious investors. So we have a group of investors who flew in on their private planes, there are dozens of billionaires here, but they're mingling with everybody. So it's a very democratic kind of feeling. And the companies are the best that Israel and much of the world have to offer. About 70% of these companies are Israeli companies, about 30% around the world. But today, Jerusalem is sort of the hub of the tech global ecosystem. Now we've got the approval of the Americans as well. So they've uh, <laughs> moved, moving the embassy to Jerusalem. Hey, so, uh, this is the capital. Absolutely. And we are you know, really happy. It's cool to be in Jerusalem because Jerusalem's an up and coming tech hub in its own right. Clearly, Tel Aviv, Herzliya are ahead of us. But there are now 600 startups in Jerusalem. 
And Jerusalem is the home of Mobileye, which was the biggest exit in Israel's history, $15 billion sold to Intel. And Jerusalem has got a great buzz, and we're part of that buzz. Certainly feel the spiritual soil here and uh, well, the, the look, energy. You know, to be an entrepreneur is, first of all, to be a dreamer and to be a little bit delusional, because you think that you can beat the odds. The odds of startups succeeding are, are negative, right? Very but, negative. Uh, yeah. but no entrepreneur believes that affects him. That's your odds. That's somebody else's odds, not my odds. Sure. Okay? And there's something very Jewish about this. I mean, if you look at Abraham, he was delusional. And it turns out that Daniel Kahneman, the, the great Nobel Prize winning economist, has studied this delusion and, and talked about mass delusion. That when an ecosystem really believes they can do it, it turns out you change the odds. That you actually create a, a, a system of biachad, of togetherness. And we help these entrepreneurs hook up to this network. And this network is really powerful. There are now 25,000 registered investors on our crowd. There are hundreds of multinationals, and about 300 of them are here now. There are 500 venture capitalists in the audience who are investing alongside our crowd. There are 200 working press. And so these companies come here with a cool little idea, and they can leverage that network to use us as a force multiplier to get to the world. Phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about you, John, because I mean, the, the thing that everybody always wants to know is how did you get here? How did you get on the path to, to opening the largest crowdfunding platform in the world? What is it that drove you here? As so about 40 years ago, I visited Israel for the first time and I came as a college student. I loved the place. I particularly liked the hummus and the women and the, the, the Turkish coffee and I just liked the, the vibe. And I ended up coming back and teaching myself Hebrew and ultimately moved here. But um, I actually got involved in a family business, an old Jewish tradition called nepotism. Except my family business was with my dad, who was a rocket scientist. And it was for, in- For NASA, is well, that he, right? He had yeah. worked with NASA as a scientist astronaut, but he had moved on to become a pioneer in fiber optic communications. And my first company was done together uh, called Merit, which Merit. we ended up selling to Amoco, mm -hmm. the large oil company today, British Petroleum. Sure. And then I started doing a bunch of these startup gigs. I did another company called Accent. I eventually set up a venture capital fund called Israel Seed Partners back in the mid-90s. Mm -hmm. And did another startup after 11 years of being a VC called Vringo, which I took public on the New York Stock Exchange. And in 2012, looked around and said, okay, now what's next? How can I reinvent myself? And I really believe that the next phase was going to be using the network potential of the internet to now aggregate investors all over the world, try to give people access to this really important asset class, because everybody needs to be investing in startups. The question is, how do you do it? And the reason you need to invest in startups is the biggest companies in the world are tech companies, the Apples and the Googles and whatnot. But if you wait to invest in them when they go public, you've waited too long. You lost the value. Yeah, you, you got to get in such early. such fast exponential growth, and, you've got to get in there very and, quickly. And so, but how do you do it? How do you source the deals globally? How do you work with them? How do you aggregate into groups that can get the same rights as the big boys, the venture guys, who are getting special rights in their preferred stock and whatnot? So we do all of that. And it's just been the right idea at the right time. The Israeli ecosystem is growing like a weed. I mean, basically, we've gone here in Israel from about 2 billion invested in startups in 2013 to 5.2 billion last year. I'll bet you this year Israel does about 6 billion. And our crowd has grown in the same manner. I think last year there were 25 times more investment than the whole of Europe put together was, was invested in Israel. I'm not sure it's so, quite uh, that much. But it, but Something I read, maybe the yeah. figures were wrong. But, uh. <laughs> Look, we're very proud of Israel, right? Israel has surprised everybody, except for me, really, because if the Jewish state was a slouch at today's hottest business, 
That should be surprising. And the fact that we're good at innovation, that we're good at dreaming, of being delusional, you know, having the chutzpah to make things happen, and then tying up with this network, which is literally global. What's amazing is how many people here from China and Japan and Korea who are here as investors, as partners, because they see Israel as the world's second most important source of innovation after Silicon Valley. Fantastic. It's a phenomenal thing you're doing here. It's great that as a serial entrepreneur, you found a way to help entrepreneurs and fuel the industry. So keep up the fantastic work. We'll certainly be following a, a lot of the investments and companies you'll be working with. And we'll go to mingle with some of the very prestigious people. And make sure you here. taste the food. The food here is the most important. I mean, somebody just came back from Davos and said, I said, how was Davos? He said, it was great, but there was no food. Here in Jerusalem, I can eat. You come to a Jewish conference, you get fed <laughs> That's well. right. The drinking, not so, but we'll be drinking later tonight. We're taking over the Shuk Machaneoda for Shuk Tech, which is going to be like a serious after party. We'll see you there. Fantastic. Okay. See you there. All the best. Thank you, Bye-bye. Wow. So, you know, they're making a real uh, ripple effect there with, uh, with our crowd. Um, and I think there's going to be a great story there to follow up in the future. That was great seeing John. Uh, I think it's, you know, these people are going to touch many lives across the world and really make a change to the startup market. Yes. So let's go and see the next company, this VR technology. I know you're going to really enjoy playing with this, Jess, and such an impactful tech. I think when you are going through physical therapy, if you've been injured or if you're post-surgery and you have to kind of get accustomed to a new range of motions or just to get your range of motions back, I think one of the most difficult things that a patient deals with is the mentality. It's knowing that you are limited in certain aspects of mobility. And when you turn physical therapy into a game, I think that that may be one of the best things is that you are distracted, your mind, you're alleviating your mind and then you're able to enjoy it. And I think it's just good for the soul. Besides being good for your body, it made me less scared of the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to say mm -hmm. like, God, you know, when people get old, they need physical therapy. After injuries or after operations, surgery, you need physical therapy. It's always been there. But I think that to find a way to make it more enjoyable is just, it's the icing on the cake. It really is. Absolutely. And, and you know, look, think about it even more to a serious level that, you know, people today are not able to get to the hospital. They're scared of catching viruses. They're, they're in lockdown. There are certain situations which actually prohibit them from getting there. Even if people have mobility issues, they, they're disabled. They can't get to the hospital. They can't get to the doctor. So this actually gives you the ability to continue your physical therapy training, um, your rehabilitation from the comfort of your home and not taking a risk, not having to travel. Um, and actually, as you said, you put it so eloquently, it's fun right? This makes it fun. I mean, wherever was physical therapy fun? Right. Um, so <laughs> physical know, therapy if, if was you... only fun if you had a cute doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go try out the VR technology and see how you like it. Oh, yes. Let's go. So this is really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about VR Health and what it is? VR Health is the first VR medical company that develops FDA-registered products for physical therapy and for uh, general rehabilitation. So our vision is to create a virtual rehabilitation room that allows the patients to go inside and do their own program and rehabilitation workout. We believe that in five years from now, pretty much 80% of the outpatient therapy will be at home instead of in clinics, allowing patients 
to do their exercises while being supervised by the clinician. So that sounds like you're making a really fun, interactive way for patients to go through this rehabilitation process, I guess a little, a little more upbeat in a sense. Yeah, definitely. So we allow the patients to play their rehabilitation. You will just play a game and this game will be the things you need. And it's not the only thing that it's fun, but we also provide a lot of data. We try and make physical therapy to be data-driven. So we give kinematic information, range of motion, and we give a lot of calculated information that we take from it. Medical information from clinical studies, smoothness of the movement, response time. When we're being measured, we're better. We're doing physical therapy. When we know that our clinician sees what we are doing, we'll do more and other kinds of uh, measurements that we give the clinician as another tool to assess the situation of the patient. Well, we definitely know that games statistically are more interactive and more engaging. So it's a better way to get the patients to make sure that they're carrying out whatever the exercises are and to make sure that they enjoy doing it and they want to do it and not just, you know, oh, I have to do my physical therapy today. As I understand, you're head of product marketing. So tell us about the founders and the founding team. The founder of the company is Iran. He's an, a former F-16 pilot in the Israeli military. He has a very interesting story and very personal because during the service, he started to have a lot of pains and a lot of neck problems, which eventually discovered as a cervical spine herniation caused from active flight. He went inside a rehabilitation program and started training to get back into flight and he was exposed to physical therapy and all of the difficulties to persist and to follow the, the exercises. He's a very tech guy so he started exposing to this new technology and he thought what's better than doing physical therapy for the neck and using this great technology that you're putting on your neck anyway, why not harness it together and doing fun content while doing your physical therapy. So you mentioned that you've also been developing it for other uses, not just physical therapy. Currently we're developing a few more lines of products. One of them is for cognitive assessment and rehabilitation and training to treat people and assess them after a stroke. Also products for pain relief and distraction to use inside operation rooms to distract patients that are not fully asleep during medical procedures and you don't want them to be present because they're more stressed and you need to give them more medications in order to calm them. So you just want to take them out to a different environment, let them see a great TED talk or put them in a great environment that they can just be disconnected from the current situation they're in. It's a wonderful way to distract the patient because the patients come there and the hospital environment is very daunting, very scary. And you know, seeing this clinical environment sometimes makes you more nervous and apprehensive to do any procedures. So I guess you can give them a nice uh, beach or skies <laughs> and clouds and sort of nice calming environment that they can enjoy that helps them to, uh, to, to relax in that given situation. Yeah. It's Definitely. so great, actually, because every time they say to you, don't think about something, what's the one thing you think about? That, that thing. thing. <laughs> so if you're going into a procedure, they're saying, okay, this might bother you a little bit. And then all you're thinking about is, oh my God, I'm going to feel this thing bothering me. <laughs> so this is really such a wonderful relief to be able to just not be mentally present. Yes, definitely. So tell us a little bit about the company. How long have you been going? Have you guys raised some funding? The company was founded a year and a half ago. We've raised 
$3 million so far from small investors and a few big angels. We've also been funded by the Israeli chief scientists. So we're around uh, 15 to 20 people. The base of the company is sitting here. This is the R&D company. We have another company uh, based in Boston in the US. When is this going to be available? Like if I want to be treated with VR health, can my physician prescribe this to me? You can currently uh, find the VR Physio products in clinics in the US and I believe that in the upcoming years will be more and more uh, common. Sounds like a fantastic uh, range of products. Keep building and we'll certainly be uh, uh, following them to see how you guys get on. Thank you so much for seeing us today and telling us more about VR Health. Thank you for coming. Pleasure. Wow, so uh, I loved playing those games. I would definitely take that technology home um, and I think I'd play with it even with no physical therapy to do. <laughs> I can see that <laughs> happening, actually. I mean, it kind of like, you know, I was thinking about getting a Wii at one point just to get some exercise in while I was at home. But now I think mm -hmm. I'd rather go for uh, XR technology. I second that. So let's go and see uh, Hello Rented. They're our last guest today and another amazing startup. They've solved a huge problem in the rental market. It's actually enhanced with artificial intelligence as well, their, uh, their finance platform. But they basically give you the ability to get your rental guarantee paid for, guaranteed by their company. You pay them a small monthly uh, fee, and it means you can move into the property that, that you love in New York or, or another state where, where some of those fees are very high. All right. Well, let's go see them. Yes. So we're here with uh, Jeremy and David from Hello Rented. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. So can you tell us a little bit about Hello Rented? Hello Rented is a rental finance platform that operates mainly in the United States. We offer security deposit and insurance solutions to tenants to help them get into the apartments that they love. Tell us a bit about your background. How do you guys collaborate on this project? I'm originally from South Africa. I came to Israel about eight years ago. I uh, did a few masters and then I did a doctorate where I focused on alternative lending technologies. Lending to companies and individuals when you don't have a lot of traditional information about them. I founded uh, my first company in Israel which is called Behalf. Behalf was a large-scale operation as I understand. I mean, something I read about recently, I think you raised $250 million, is that correct? As a recent funding round? I've read about that, so I didn't realize you were one of the founders of that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have some fantastic experience and and a footing in the in the market itself. So just so I can understand this, uh, can you explain to me exactly what Hello Rent and what is the service that you provide? Sure, sure. So typically in New York and markets like uh, other cities in the States, the rental requirements can be quite strict for tenants. Tons of people who want to rent an apartment are not able to because they fall out of those uh, strict requirements. What we do is we come in, we give them a guarantee so they can rent that apartment, we lend them a deposit. So now they don't have to live with a roommate, uh, potentially live in South Jersey somewhere. No, they can live in the apartment that they want in New York. If you, uh, for example, um, you're an international relocating to New York from India, you've got no credit score, no credit history at all in the US. No landlord is going to give you that apartment because you've got nobody to co-sign for you. We're your co-signer, we're your guarantor, we'll sign for you and we'll also provide you the security deposit finance. So that takes a massive load off you in terms of your cash flow and you have the comfort that you can actually move into the apartment you want. How do you guys protect yourselves in the sense that you're giving an amount to the tenant or to the landlord? We pull a lot of data from very unique sources. We don't approve everybody, obviously. 
but we're able to approve renters that no insurance company in America would be able to approve because of the unique way that we go about researching. Also, landlords really love us because what we do is we're essentially uh, reducing their risk. We make it cheaper for them to get really great tenants who typically they wouldn't be able to approve. And these are people who are, you know, could be uh, getting a graduate degree. They could be an engineer from India going to work at Google things like that. So, you know, they're getting the best tenants. I think this is a great thing. And when we were researching your company and we saw that you give a lot of the uh, funding for either co-signing or guarantees, I sent it to a bunch of my friends because I know that this is something that is absolutely needed. And so thank you for filling that requirement because I have so many friends now that are gonna go through Hello Rented to get apartments in New York. Not only did we believe that it was a beneficial software product and application and service for tenants, but Jessie's already started marketing it to, <laughs> to her friends because, you know, there's people who can instantly benefit from, from using the service mm -hmm. right now. So it really... Oh. Uh, uh, I personally just, approve this company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank I mean, you, because, you know, you. it gives yeah. us some kudos that, that uh, sure. not only did we find it was something interesting for our viewers, but something for our friends and family that we're already yeah. sharing. Yeah. It's a, Immediate pertinence. It's a real pain, and I, I can't tell you how many partners at VCs who've tried to rent apartments in New York have told us the same story, that they couldn't get the apartment that they wanted. I've heard stories about yeah. successful people, people with yeah. money, uh, with established businesses, um, who maybe have moved state, or for whatever reasons have an issue. There's people all over the country who are having problems for credit reasons or location reasons or whatever. You offer them that benefit to access the property they want, yeah. not have to go to the banks who uh, effectively say no all the time. Or ask, so or ask awkward questions of family members yeah. that they didn't want to ask. Makes you talk That's to your uncle. <laughs> So in New York, typically, let's say an apartment is three to four thousand dollars. It's the average price. A landlord's going to want to see ninety times rent for a guarantor, which means that's. Did you say nine? Ninety. Ninety times. Ninety rent. times rent. So ninety times, you know, three to four thousand. That's that's what the guarantor has to make in income in order to qualify as a guarantor. Wow. So again, that's squarely in what we call the 1% of income earners in the United States. Very difficult for most people, even people who are American, who have tons of family and tons of friends in New York to get access to. And also awkward, it's not always so comfortable to ask friends and family to open up Pandora's box of financial Most people don't have that ability even, I mean, to talk about somebody who's earning 300 grand or more a year. Exactly. Uh, most people don't have access to a family member like that. I'm astounded that there isn't a service like this already. Um, how long have you guys actually been, been going as Hellerenton? About a year ago, we started to build a platform. We opened up an office in Manhattan, uh, staffed it up. We raised a million dollars in a seed round with an Israeli family office boutique investment fund. We want to start scaling across the US. Mm -hmm. We know that there's many cities that are crying for the service that we're offering. We've already started to look at other cities around uh, Europe, South America. So, uh, once we're stable in the US and profitable, we'll start to tackle other markets. Uh, we're also backed by a strategic partner called Acro Real Estate Group, which allows us access to a bunch of different large projects. So we've been very aggressively focused on uh, partnering with landlords, property management companies, um, real estate rental brokers. We really like to partner with technology-focused ones. Well, I'm sure after seeing the show, they'll come running. So uh, I, I hope that for you guys' sake. We wish you the very best of luck. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for hosting us here in your offices Thank you for today. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Maybe we'll go and see your uh, your New York operations uh, sometime in the oh, future. I'd love, love to show you around.
So that was an amazing bunch of entrepreneurs, some incredible people who are uh, changing the face of the planet as we see it. Yes, honestly, I the things that I see on this show just inspire me so much, also make me incredibly jealous, but mostly <laughs> inspire me. That's good. And that's really the point we're here to inspire, uh, motivate, educate, and inform you of what's really going out there and really make you go and uh, pick up the tools yourself uh, and find something to build and find a way to make the, the world a better place. Yeah, and also just a little introduction to things that can make your life a little bit easier, a little bit more fun, definitely a whole lot cooler. On that exact note, keep listening for our next episode um, where we go to see Canatech uh, Medical Technology and Innovation Conference in Tel Aviv. And we meet there a dozen amazing guests who are leading the path for the medical cannabis industry. And you were talking about changing lives. You were talking about making the world a better place. You were talking about doing it in a way which makes everything really friendlier, better, more bearable, more durable. Um, and that's really what this medical cannabis uh, conference is about. Uh, we go to see some amazing people, including Montel Williams, the amazing Montel Williams, who's uh, had his own talk show for two decades in the US. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and he's been using uh, medical cannabis for 17 years. He has multiple sclerosis, and that's changed his life. And I can tell you from personal experience that I have an autoimmune disease that I found that cannabinoids made a huge difference to my life. And this is really what inspired me to uh, to delve into this subject. But the next episode's amazing. You've got to keep listening. Um, you're going to find out so much stuff about the space. Uh, I know cannabis isn't necessarily your area, Jess. It's not, but I have to say that I'm well aware of all of the incredible benefits that it has. So just, just because I don't smoke it doesn't mean I can't uh, recognize. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, it's not just about smoking it. There's lots of ways of using cannabinoids, even CBD today. Right. They have creams, they have oils. Exactly. They have teas. So I actually got my mother some CBD tea. She is coming off of a, a hospital procedure and I wanted her to have something that was homeopathic and didn't uh, affect the drugs that she was taking. So what's amazing about this, this is medical cannabis. This is not about uh, people smoking in the corners and dabbing and, and recreational use. Uh, these are people with severe medical conditions that have found uh, changes. Right, it's it's pain alleviation. And, uh, and it also, has, you know, the CBD, I hear it has a very calming effect, which is also a really great thing, especially today and what's going on in the world. I love that you went to this conference. I think that the fact that there are so many people that are uh, developing new ways, new uses, new treatments is just amazing. Yes. So keep listening and you will find episode six. We're going to find about all this amazing cannabis technology and innovation at Canatech in Tel Aviv. See you later. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. You may also visit us at electrocast.com. The Tech Talk podcast is a co-production of Tech Talk Media and Electrocast Media. Executive producers are myself, Johnny Kaplan, Ronald Hans, Mark Netter, and Peter Rafelson. Special thanks to our associate producer, Sienna Jackson, our podcast recordist, Adam Kleinberg, and our audio editor, Chris Souza. Join us in our next episode 
where we continue our journey to the world's most amazing startups to bring you one step closer to our incredible new technological evolution. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. DC, I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid.